Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am so excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode today, and this is a guest interview. So hopefully you listen to this live on Friday. Maybe you're heading home from a Quip Expo, or you're out mowing, or, or maybe you're listening just heading into the weekend, or maybe it's next week, and you're listening after your first week back from a Quip, and you figure out, well, how are we going to do this? What does business look like moving forward? We saw a lot of new products, things like that. Hopefully this conversation will help you a little bit in some areas, uh, help you learn some business stuff here. You see a lot of products, a lot of stuff that you could go spend some money on, but let's talk business real quick today. And uh, we have a guest interview with Justin from right outside my hometown of Birmingham, Alabama. He's on the other side from me. He's about 20, 30 minutes away from, from actually my service area. Uh, but Justin's a really cool guy. We linked up on social media a couple weeks ago, and I've seen him uh, around the last couple years. Of He does Christmas lights, and he, every time around the holidays, I see his ads come up on Facebook, and his, his company's Alabama Lights, and he has taken that and actually turned it into a full-time lighting company. It's a full-time division of his lawn, landscape company. Uh, he has a lawn care business that he's got like five crews that are – uh, five, yeah, I think five, about five crews that run out. Remind me, uh, forgive me, I, I forget exactly what number, but he says it here in the interview, um, for sure. So I think about five crews that he goes out and he does lawn maintenance, and then he has this lighting business. He has uh, started off the side there. It's a whole new division of the company. He has scaled this thing to a really good size, and he hasn't done it by himself. He's had a good uh, mentorship along the way. He's built good relationships with people. Um, if you listen to the relationship show on Wednesday, then you understand how big relationships are. So uh, without any further ado, I want to hop on into it. Take a, take a listen today from Justin with Alabama Lights and uh, see if he can help you in any way, shape, or form. We do talk Christmas lights here at the end, so if that's something you're still thinking of, it's not too late to get into the game, uh, but it's time to pull the trigger soon. Our, our, our window's running out. When we get home uh, from Equip, we are actually going to hit it strong. We're going to hit marketing really hard, hopefully book them up really fast here, heading into the end of October, the beginning of November, and see what we can get locked in moving forward. So let's kick it over to Justin and see what we can get into the rest of the interview. Uh, my name's Justin. Um, I'm from Hoover, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Just, you know, we – Kind of started, you know, doing lawn care, kind of started in the beginning, um, you know, everything kind of myself, you know, doing everything. And um, it, it was mainly me and a, and a mower, and a pickup truck, and a, a Jeep, you know, just kind of getting, getting started with things, picking up yards and, you know, referrals and, you know, customers, things like that. And then just kind of, kind of work, you know, worked up from there and, you know, it's just one of those things you just gotta, you know, have motivation to move up and, you know, kind of grow with your business. And, you know, if you're kind of trying to get it to get it to where you be, I mean, I, I know some people are, you know, they're, they're good with, you know, just an individual. And then some people like to kind of grow and do other things. And I'm kind of a, more of a business minded. I just kind of like to see things develop and things like that. So it was kind of, you know, got to the point where, you know, like most people, you know, it's just you start with 
one thing and one crew and then you kind of you know grow up so we've we've gotten up to uh you know four or five crews now you know that we're kind of running you know pretty you know efficiently and you know with lawn care and just trying to you know service customers make people happy you know and just go on a uh you know just do, do we do what we can to you know service the community and everything um service you know multiple cities that we service and you know it's we kind of have a niche in exactly the services that we provide just so you know our guys kind of know you know better this is what we're doing on properties and you know same same equipment same type of equipment um you know just one of the you know kind of the I guess one of those things to give other people advice, you know, if it was going to be one of those things to give them advice with things is, you know, you just got to, you know, you got to stick with it and start with it and, you know, move up and it's going to be the grind at first. And, you know, even, even today still, it's kind of, you know, you got to, you got to know where you want to go with it and then just kind of work with it at that point. And, you know, it'll just kind of, you know, develop. You got to, you have to have good people too. You got to, you know, it's super hard you know, in this industry, I think everybody would agree with that. You know, it's finding the right people to do the right things. And sometimes you'll, you know, go through 20 people to find one good person. And it's just, I think that, you know, once you find that person, just, you know, try to keep that person and, you know, let them help you take things off your plate and do things that, you know, you're not able to do or the little things that you're not able to do kind of working up from there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you yeah. think you've how do you think you found that vision for your company back you so you said you, you went over it real quick there, you gotta know where you wanna go. How do you think you've done that? How have you figured out where you wanted to go? Um, well I mean I, I, I feel like there's not really a, you know a real right and wrong answer to that. I feel like, you know, where you wanna go with it, you kinda you know like I was saying, you know, if if you wanna be someone that grows your business, you know, and says, Hey, I'm, you know, I want to have five crews or I want to have 20 crews or, you know, I just, I I want, I want to be just myself, you know, doing lawns, you know, you kind of got to know what you want to do for, you know, your individual self and, you know, whether it's for you and your family or, you know, whatever you want to, you know, wherever you're looking at going, it's kind of, you know, do you want to be the one, you know, doing all the work all the time? And I mean, most people's answer would probably be no. They don't want to actually be out there doing, you know, pushing a lawnmower, but you got to start at one point to get there. And you kind of got to decide, you know, hey, I want to, I want to do this or I, you know, I don't want to do this. And I kind of look at a vision of, hey, this is where it, you know, it can go to. And, you know, even having, uh, you know, other people, you know, influential you know and you you know or having people to motivate you or kind of like role models i guess you would say that you look up to you know and it's kind of at the level that you got to be at you know you look at people and say you know hey i have this is my role model and you know they've got a business and it's a you know a multi-million dollar business and you want to get to that point or you want to you know you just kind of look at your vision of what you want to get with your particular business and say hey i want to get to here or I'm happy where I'm at. And that's kind of what I feel like when I say just vision of it, you know, yeah. I kind of feel, I, li- I like being one to, you know, 
more of the business minded. I like building things and watching them develop rather than actually be, you know, doing all the main labor stuff. So I guess I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, no, that does. That's good. I think that's something everybody's got to figure out for themselves. You got to figure out what you want to do and then you have to execute the plans and the, uh, the ways, the things you can do to get there. So that's, that's really good. Let's hop into the lawn care business side of things for you. So that's definitely where you've grown uh, sounds like your biggest your biggest side is the lawn care. Cause five crews. I did not realize you had five crews running. Um, are those two man yeah. crews, three man crews? How how do you do that? Yeah. So we you know we've got we pretty much have um, we run two man. We do commercial. So we do you know we have one commercial and we do four residential crews. So you know our residential crews are two man our commercial is three man just because it takes more yeah just bigger know, properties more time more, yeah bigger properties and things like that um that have to be done but uh yeah so it's kind of just like you know you kind of just multiply that you know okay we started with you know one crew you know myself then you go to another crew and you know we've kind of we've kind of gone away from you know truck and trailer style we've kind of gone more to box box truck style and, yeah man you know, that's what i i got one this it, year and it it changed my business yep yep just just because it it's easier on i just feel like it's easier to go on a you know have a box truck just because oh, yeah. if you know if you have that then you can do more um you know you can get you can you have less worry i guess you would say for anything like you know, less maintenance on it, I guess you would say. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times you don't have you don't have you know guys that are able to drive you know trailers and truck and trailers and um, I just feel like it's it's been a better route. You know, you don't have to worry about equipment getting stolen. You don't have to worry about equipment getting rained on for the most part. It's kind of a more of a a protective thing or a safety thing also. So, yeah, and um, you don't have to worry about yeah. people swinging too wide on trailers and hitting cars or mailboxes or trailer tires blowing out. It just it makes life a lot easier. Correct. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of just, you know, have, you know, it's a lot to maintain, you know, equipment-wise and stuff and trying to keep, you know, things, you know, things, keep things running because that's, you know, I would say that's probably another thing, that a big thing for people is being able to keep things, you know, running and keep things operable and, you know. Yeah, cutting out downtime. Stuff, you know. Yep, yep, cutting down downtime. And, I mean, it's like try to, you know, have multiple crews that you can, you know, if something happens to one crew, oh, weed eaters or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you started with y'all and then how, I mean, how did you scale? That sounds like. It sounds like a process. I know jumping from if you have the right systems and stuff in place, jumping from one two to one crew to two crews uh, isn't that hard. But then you really get into three, four, five crews. Like, what what has that been like? What has that process been like for you? Did you have how have you put your standard operating procedures in place to uh, help manage employees and keep things running right and efficient? Uh, I feel like there's so many areas we could go with this, but just kind of as a as a top level view down thousand foot view how how have you kind of navigated those waters of scaling the company yeah no definitely i mean so pretty much you know one crew is fairly manageable two crews is you know pretty manageable once you like you said once you get to three four going up to five even you know you got to have more of a management in place um at that point so you know i've got um I've got two people, you know, or we got, I've got one kind of general manager and I've got one 
that's kind of an operations manager, you know, that, so they kind of keep things moving, you know, one mainly in the field, one mainly just keeping, you know, keeping up with customers and bidding and things like that. And I feel like if you don't have somebody kind of watching or kind of, I guess you would say those levels, you know, under you of management and whatnot, then it's kind of hard and difficult to be able to scale because, you know, the main thing is you can just reciprocate, you know, and have more, you know, more equipment when you can get it, you know, get more equipment and get more, you know, vehicles, you know, when it's needed and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, once you get to a certain level, because we've kind of learned, you know, with the amount of customers, you know, this crew is able to do this many crew, this many jobs in one week. And so, you know, once we get to that breaking point with it, we need to get another crew started. So we need to invest, you know, this much with equipment. You know, we need to invest for two more guys, um, another truck, you know, just that that's what's needed. So it's kind of a, just a, a thing that you can just kind of multiply, but you got to actually have kind of procedures in place and know, you know, hey, because it's, it's one of those things that I've always said, it kind of all happens almost at the same time, because you've got to have the jobs to be able to pay the people, but you've actually got to have the equipment to be able to do the work. So, you know, you don't, you can't have too much you can't have too much work. You know, if you have too much work, that's a good thing, but you got to have the people to do it because if you don't have the people to do it, then, you know, you're out there doing it or, you know, so calling. And if you don't have the equipment to do it, then you're not able to get the work done. So it's kind of one of those things that, yeah, if you're trying to scale, then I would just, you know, my advice is you would want to scale, but make sure you kind of are putting, looking at all three of those aspects at the same time and, maybe put somebody in place that can actually help you grow that and be in charge of those employees or those workers, you know, so that they, you know, so they kind of have someone to answer to if there's any issues or problems, you know, with jobs or any kind of equipment wise and things like that. And I feel like you just have to have the people in place, you know, and and it's a difficult thing to, you know, to decipher because it takes multiple people to get to find a good person, like I said, but, I think once you kind of find someone that does a fairly good job or a really good job at it, then you can kind of work towards that and you can put more more people under that person. Yeah. At what level, either monetarily or crew wise or yard wise, however you want to describe it, at what level did you decide to bring on that first non-income producing person, that office manager or, or whatever role it was that you brought on in the beginning? Yeah. So, um, are, are you so you're pretty much saying like at the at the number How, however you want to answer it. revenue yards whatever you're comfortable with i mean revenue is a good thing because the yards kind of vary so i mean what revenue did you bring in your first help in in the yeah, office so I, so, so I would so i would say you know for that you probably i would recommend you probably need to be at least at a quarter million or more to be able to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, our, and you that's know, just bringing on part-time BD help, right? Like, and that would be bringing on part-time. I mean, if you're yeah. bringing on someone, you know, like if you're, I would say you want to be at least at a quarter million. If you're, if you're having, you know, like we have an office manager as well. You would want to have an office manager be able to take care of your phones and everything. So if you have that and a actual general manager that's not really like an income producer, you know, because um, we have we have two of those people, you know, an office person and a general manager. All of our other guys, you know, including our man, you know, including our operations guy, op- he's mainly, you know, hey, I would just say he's still an hourly, you know, employee. So he's still 
you know, produces income, whether it's yeah. going out and, you know, doing little odd end or, you know, sprinkler repairs and things like that that may have to be done or deliveries for, you know, pine straw and mulch and things like that. But I would say to bring those people on, you know, to have an office and a staff with that, you probably need to be at least at a half million, you know, okay. or, yeah. you know, more to go upwards, you know, to go upwards toward that. You know, I know a lot of people are, you know, get between the numbers of, you know, I would say a court, you know, 200 and 500,000. And it's, it's really a, it's a tough grind to get even to that point, you know? So I feel like anything, you know, between 250, 500, even to three quarter is kind of a, you know, it's a grind to get there because you don't really have everybody in place and you're trying to get everybody in place. And we're kind of in that, you know, in that stream of making sure everybody's in place and kind of working to get everything where it needs to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. How many yards are you doing with five crews? That, like how many properties do you, are, do you have? Yeah. So, I mean, we do, you know, it, it varies. I mean, um, cause we do a lot of commercial properties and some of those commercial properties, we only make them do two per day. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, those, because some ones. of them are, some of them are large. Some of them are large. I mean, if it's a, you know, you know, with us, we're probably 10% commercial, you know, I would say 10 or 15% commercial and the rest is residential. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of how we we're set up, but you know, on a regular basis, you know, let's just say on a, on a peak season and stuff, we probably do about 300, maybe 300 yards a week, 400 yards a week. Wow. You know, that's, that's a, that's a, um, that's a good bit. Yeah. So, you know, probably, probably in that range that we would do, um, I would say at least 300 a week, you know, just on service and stuff like that. But, uh, and then, like I said, commercial, you know, our commercial crew mainly does larger properties that take, you know, several hours to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, how have you built, I mean, let's, let's talk a few more minutes here about this business and then we're going to transition over into Christmas lights, but tell me about how you've built your team. And, and we talked, you talked about people a lot, getting the right people in place, uh, five crews, that's 10, what, so you, pr- around 15 people, somewhere 13, 15 people is what you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so we have, yeah, we roughly run, you know, somewhere between 12 and 15 people, um, we can use more, you know, yeah. especially in summertime and stuff, but we run, you know, I would say 12, 15 upwards, you know, including office, um, you know, personnel and stuff like that. But, um, so now that you've gotten fine, to this you know, point, you're kind of like, you're kind of like almost an HR guy at this point, you've got 12 to 15 people working for you. How have you handled that? How do you kind of build that team? And then as, as you build the team, how do you keep the team on and keep the, a good morale? And like I said, implement those standard operating procedures and things like that, get buy-in. Um, I know it's a loaded question, but just how do you manage your team? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, like I said, it's it's not it's not really a, a you know a, a correct answer for that. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's everybody more, has their own. I just know, I just want to hear yeah, you it, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our, I would say you know for us, you know, you just got to keep positive attitude because you know, like I said, we've had you know it takes a lot to get you know it takes a lot of employees to bring you know to be able to get actually one good one so you just have to keep a positive attitude with your team and you know sometimes you may do incentives you know incentives and stuff like that just based on just you know particular situations and things like that but you know we just always you know 
bring we try to bring people in that we know are going to have a positive attitude that are going to feel like they're going to bring more to the table and bring more to the team um and you know do a good job in what they're doing and care and also just like care about what they're doing you know we don't want to bring somebody in that's you know going to have a bad attitude or they're not going to you know they're not going to feel like they're doing a good job but we want them to feel appreciated like they're doing a good job because you know we all know and i mean i know for myself you know it's it's hot out there in the summertime and, you know, it's, you know, we're grinding to get things done, but, you know, when it comes wintertime or, you know, fall, it, it backs off and it's more laid back and, you know, more people want to work. You know, we've noticed we have a bigger, you know, more return of people wanting to come in and work going into the fall and the winter than we do in the summertime, of course. Yeah. And it's just, you know, finding the right people is, one, it's just a very, you know, you got to be, you know, really good about finding people that can help you grow and help you grow the team. And they're going to do a good job and respect other people. So I would just, you know, that's how I would answer that and leave that. Just like you want to find people that are going to be respective, you know, respectful to other people mm-hmm. and work. And you're still going to have, you know, you're still going to have the, you know, back and forth or, you know, sometimes it's it's just I've noticed if you have people working, there's always going to be some kind of, I don't know, drama or something, you know, something going on. But you just have to try to keep positive attitude and do the best that you can to, you know, motivated and know that you appreciate them doing a good job. And then if you have those other forms of management, kind of looking at those and kind of as their first point of contact, you know, then it would kind of it kind of works out a little bit better that way, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's all really good information. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's a cool side of the business. You've built a very successful lawn care business. I feel like we could talk about that for another 30 minutes, but we don't have that much time today. And I want to. what I really wanted to get you on about was your Christmas light business. So how did you get started in Christmas lights? Um, what is a pro- – well, I mean, just – well, how did you get started first off? Let's, let's go into that. I won't, I won't ask you too loaded of a question. We'll work through this. Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LaunchpreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LaunchpreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LaunchpreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. So, you know, with Christmas lights, we'd always kind of, you know, I just kind of enjoyed putting, you know, didn't really put up Christmas lights and things like that. So, you know, we kind of just, you know, started doing Christmas lights, you know, as a slower time of the season. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it just it's just one of those things just kind of as a time filler. And, you know, hey, you know, myself and, you know, one or two other people, hey, you know, and this was kind of, you know, several years ago when we just started doing lights and, you know, putting them up and, you know, just for customers here and there, wasn't doing anything too really extreme or, you know, if somebody said, Oh, I need, you know, columns wrapped in my house or I need, you know, this, this roof, some lights along this roof or on some bushes or trees and whatnot. So we would say, okay, well, we'll take care of that for you. And we would just give them a price and, you know, it wasn't anything too fancy to it. Um, but you know, it kind of just multiplied and we'd kind of done it for, you know, two or three years. And it kind of just been at the point where it's been, you know, 
it's gotten, you know, a little bit bigger and, and we feel like it's more of a niche thing. And it's like one of those things where, you know, it's more of a specialized thing, even if it is a seasonal, you yeah. know, so we've kind of gone, you know, we've kind of just worked at building more of a customer base for that. And then, you know, it's gotten to be where we're just, you know, kind of created into its own business now. And now, you know, now we operate where we, you know, do full, you know, full lighting. So, you know, we do Christmas lighting, outdoor lighting, you know, low voltage, um, you know, lighting, you name it. We, you know, we take care of those things, but Christmas lighting is, you know, huge for us. And, you know, we, we service a lot of clients and we have a super short window to do that. So we have to prepare and it takes, you know, sometimes I would say it takes six months out of the year, just to get prepared and get ready for, you know, get ready for that. And the installs and everything. Cause we have like, we install everything October through December and we have to get everything prepared, make sure we order stuff, make sure we have enough. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it, it grows really fast and there's a selected you know, there's a selected clientele, I would say, for that. It's yes. not for everybody, but, you know, it's not going to be as easy as just, you know, mowing someone's lawn. But, you know, there's going to be people that want to do it and then some people don't want to do it. So that, that's kind of what I would say with that, you know, starting out with it. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk, I mean, really, let's get into some detail, if you don't mind. Where uh, do you do the whole rent to own, I mean, the rent? the customer rents from you and you store the lights or do the customers own the lights and you store the lights? How does your, what does your model look like in your business? Because I've heard a lot of different things. Some people say, well, the customers rent the lights from me, but I own the lights. So they just pay, they just pay the same every year. And then some people say, well, we sell the lights to the customer technically. So they pay more the first year. And then the second year it's cheaper, uh, but we always store the lights. So like, what is your business model? How do y'all tackle that? Okay. So, Pretty much. So the way we do it is, um, we do you know we do a leasing program, uh, you know, a leasing program with ours. So client calls us, um, says they would like you know like to get Christmas lights put up. You know, we actually they either send us an image or we find an image of their home. We actually do a drawing mock up of you know what they want done. Um, we have somebody that kind of designs that stuff and, you know, I, I myself as well, we have somebody else that does the design work on that. And Hey, we, we'll do all, you know, C9 bulbs on the ridge lines, the roof line, you know, and then we're going to wrap columns or poles or railings or runway lights. You know, we just, we kind of do all that and put that in, you know, put that into a, kind of a presentation for them. Really. It's not really a presentation, but I would say we do a mock-up for them and yeah. then we will send them that, send them, send that over to the client with you know our quote and we will give them a price hey this is year one price and this is a year one or year two and a year three and so on so you know we do pretty much a leasing agreement with that so year two and three they get a better deal than they would get on year one of course um because they would you know kind of got a more of a long-term thing with us but um that's kind of how we do it we you know if they say we're good with the pricing and everything you know we agree upon a price we get them scheduled we get them signed up um we go out there we install the lights um we you know on the scheduled day we try to get them as you know close to when they want to be done as possible we'll install everything um and then we'll reschedule you know we'll reschedule them back you know after christmas after the beginning of the year put everybody on schedule to do all the takedown we'll take everything down We'll wrap everything up. We'll label it. We'll store everything. We've got, you know, crates and totes for, you know, 
everybody that we have labeled, you know, and we have, you know, we kind of have images and itemized stuff, what's in the crates, what we have for them, um, and store everything for them until the next season. So that way we can pull everything out and check everything before we actually take it back to the customer's house. It's just, you know, that, that model, I think it works well, really wait on the client to collect something. You know, you don't have to collect the lights for them. You don't have to wait for them to be home. It's, it's more of a, it's just an easy thing. And they like to do it because they feel like it's just, Hey, I don't have to mess with it. I don't have to climb on my roof. I don't have to, you know, get on a ladder around the holidays or anything like that. It's just, they get it done. Everything's working. If there's any maintenance issues, anything like that, I can call them. They'll come back out there. They'll take care of any of those problems. And then they'll take it down after the new year. And I don't have to worry about it again until the next year. So yeah. I think that, you know, just work, works well. And that's the business model you should be selling. You should be selling, we're solving your problems. We're making your house look amazing while not making you get on the roof. So that's something that you should be explaining and telling your customers or potential customers. Uh, what kind of safety gear are you wearing? I know that's a big that's a big concern when people getting into it. They don't, well, this, the roofs are steep. We don't want to be up on ladders all day. Um, we've talked, so we've done yep. a, a few interviews on Christmas lights uh, before this year, but I wanted to hear your uh, your take on safety and see what kind of products you're using to help you guys stay safe up there on the roofs. Okay. Um, yep. Definitely. So, um, like I said, we run, we run multiple crews with, you know, lighting. Um, so we actually, we do use a list on occasions that we could use it. So that would, you know, that's one of our you know things that we try to be, you know, the safest with, um, we do have harnesses. We do have ropes. Um, we use, you know, uh, roofing shoes, pitch hoppers. We we have different equipment, you know. Do you have the uh, the goat assist? Do you have that thing? Uh, yes, yes, we have that. Okay, um, we yeah. have you know ridge, ridge hooks and stuff for our ladders. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, and, and the other main thing is, you know, a lot of our guys are roofing guys. Yeah. So you know, they're comfortable. They, they they're comfortable on a roof, you know, and they may not necessarily have done Christmas lighting. Which is why we've actually put into play a train. Oh, did I lose you? I know you're driving. I think we might have gone through a dead spot. If you come back, I lost you there. You there? Yep, I'm standing. Okay, good deal. Just yeah, I just went through a little dead spot. No worries. No, it's fine. So yeah, you're saying that most of them are roofers and stuff. Most of them are roofers, um, and we. You know, we've actually, a lot of our guys, they may have not done Christmas light, you know, installed lights necessarily, but um, we put them, we do it, we have a little training that we set up. So we do, you know, a, a day training thing that we bring them in and we show them, you know, how to do, you know, the lights, where what goes where, how we do this and do samples and things like that. And then we'll actually do a hands-on training and we'll see like, hey, are they prepared to get on a roof? Can they do this? Can they do that? just so we know that we're not just sending someone out there and they're going to be shaken or they're going to fall off a ladder and, you know, stuff like that. So we just want to be, you know, prepared in that situation. But, you know, main thing is we want, you know, we just want our guys to be safe and, and do a good job and do them and do the job as efficiently as we can, but also just make sure we're taking into consideration that, you know, if we are on a roof, you know, or on pitches that, you know, make sure we have the proper gear and equipment, we're using a lift or the proper you know harnesses ropes you know 
pit choppers, you know, roofing shoes, stuff like that. Just make sure we have the proper equipment to get the job done efficiently and to make the customer happy. So, yeah, absolutely. What about product? Where are you getting your product from? How? So, if guys, is it too late for guys to get into it? First, that's the first question. Do you think it's too late for guys this year, or there's still some time to get in here and make some money? Uh, I think there's still some time. I mean, you, you got to think. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, there's so many houses out there. So it's like, you know, there's so much business. There's, you know, what I'll always hear from other people is there's usually more business than there are the people to do the work. Yep. And I mean, I believe that sometimes it's just finding the business. Sometimes you have to find the customers. You got to find the business, whether you're, you're marketing and going out there and, and, you know, getting the business is one of the main things. And, um, and then, so I don't say, I wouldn't say it's too late. I mean, we, we, you know, we've done it multiple years now, so it's it's one of those things when we're prepared. We try to be prepared as we can, and we start early and schedule early. Um, but I know a lot of people, if they're getting into it, I would say, you know, it's not too late. You can still – I would start small first, you know. Um, go, go get you a few, you know, a few houses, you know, you know, where you live or the neighborhood or whatever, you know, friends, family, and just do a few – the first year and then just kind of see how you like it and see, you know, if it's something that interests you in doing and then kind of work from that and build the next year, build the next year. Um, that way you don't want to go in full blast with it and just say, Hey, I'm going to try to do all these customers. But if you just service a handful of clients the first year and just, you know, get your, get your feet wet a little bit and get in, you know, get into it. I think that's probably going to be the best thing, but you know, we do installs all the way up till, second week in december up you know sometimes we're doing them the third week up until almost to christmas so yeah. it's like you know if somebody if somebody wants to get into it i would say for them to get into the mad rush of it you know even if they don't get in until you know november next month they they still have time to do a handful of houses or something if they just want to you know get their feet wet and try it out so how do we get product if guys are looking to get into it how do we get product um okay so product so um we use a lot of the commercial stuff. So we use a lot of, uh, we usually go with big spools. So we, you know, we order everything in bulk with yep, ours. So yep. we, we custom, we custom cut everything. So, you know, we do have, you know, a few clients that, you know, had given lights previously, but we usually go with only using our materials yep. just because we warranty, we warranty our stuff. We don't really know. I mean, we, we've, we've dealt with, other customer stuff before and it's usually just a mess yeah and, yeah you know it takes more time to un it takes more time to untangle it than it takes to actually do the job so you know it's it's one of those things um that i would say you know order a little bit of materials i mean you can always go you can always go to a local store if they just want to get into it and just want to try some stuff i mean they they have it at home depot and Lowe's and stuff like that i mean just they want to get some incandescent i think they even got led they got leds and stuff like that but you know um if somebody's looking to do it more to an extreme i would say order in bulk um there's a couple different you know we use two or three different vendors um that we have that we've ordered stuff from whether it's from texas or florida um that we've ordered online that we usually order bulk supply on you know, spool rolls and uh bulbs and you know connectors and all that kind of stuff is usually you know can't be bought locally yeah. on a lot of those little things like that but if it's commercial grade stuff it's probably not going to be bought you know at a local store but i would say if somebody was just getting into it and didn't want to go through the hassle or didn't want to try to 
look online and, and purchase stuff, you know, and find a vendor and set up vendor accounts and all that stuff. If they just want to, you know, do a handful of them, I know, you know, I've known other people just to, you know, buy stuff locally and just, you know, put some stuff up on houses. Yeah, just try just, to get you, get you, into you, it. You know, just, just to get into it. I mean, you can still get some, you know, some decent stuff. It's just, you know, we've moved away as much as we can from the glass incandescent bulbs yeah. because if they if they tend to break and stuff like that, it's just, yeah, it's more cleanup. It's more hassle. You know, it's just, it's easier. You know, we use non-breakable LED warm white. So it's like, you know, where that's, that's cool. We, so- yeah. I think I don't want to interrupt you there, but the colors is something. How do you do that? Do you offer multiple colors for your customers? Do you say we do all one color? Um, do you do multicolor, all that? Like, how do you do the colors? Because I think that's something that scares people, it intimidates people of like, well, how do I know how much to order of this or that? Um, and because, and, like, for me, I'm getting into it. My, my plan is this year only to offer warm white just to get started. Uh, and then moving forward, maybe bring in a red or a green or something like that. How do y'all do that? you know just just go one color we i mean we do multicolor or you know just one specific color if they want it but usually we that's a special order for us so yeah. we usually tell people that's going to be a special order if they do that um and you know it can be done because we can just order the bulk separately and stuff but, yeah uh warm white is you know i would say we have 10 percent or less that we do color yeah so the other 90 percent is all warm white um, and we actually, you know, we did a testing, uh, I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, we actually had purchased multiple style bulbs in LED and different shades because believe it or not, and you know, you may notice if anybody deals with that kind of stuff or, you know, if you already into it and you know, whatnot, then, you know, there's different shades of warm white. So you yeah. may have like a, a, dar- a darker tint, a middle grade tint, and then a, a lighter tint, but then you also got like a bright white and then some of the bright white are more of a fluorescent and some of them have a blue tint. So, you know, we we had to order multiple ones and kind of put them all next to each other, you know, and kind of do a sample test to pick and choose the best one that we felt that our customers were going to like. And that's kind of how we chose, at least with that color scheme, you know, and going with warm white, that's how we chose that is we kind of did a test run on that. But if you're going to go or, you know, whoever is getting into it and just want to do a warm white, you know, um, that's just one of those things, you know, the uh, the faceted ones, you know, the ones that have kind of the broken-looking glass to it are probably going to look better than the smooth smooth color bulb. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I guess you would just say a smooth bulb just because they show a little bit more light and they seem like they reflect a little bit better. But mm-hmm. It's kind of all in personal preference, what the customer wants. But, you know, we kind of, the other thing I would say is try not to offer your customers too many choices yeah. because then that can be kind of overwhelming to the, the individual or the individual, you know, the company or the person. It can be overwhelming because then you're trying to get way too many things. And if you just stick to one thing and then that's kind of just what they're going to get, you know, yep, and yep. I feel like, you know, that it's easy for you to maintain that, know what you're ordering, know what you're getting. And just go with the same thing across the board. Yeah. No, I agree with all that. That's really cool. So as we wrap up here, like I said, I don't want to hold you all day. I know you got to be getting close to being at your destination. But anyways, um, 
let's talk. I know everybody that we've talked with says that have big companies that do Christmas lights. They're like, you can make record-breaking profit. It's hyper-profitable. You can make it in such a short amount of time. Um, what are y'all like? Is that true? Is there truth to that? Moving forward, I mean, what does that look like for you? Are you making – how much can y'all really pack into these two two months here? Yeah, so, I mean, we usually start selling ours in August, you know, July and August. So, we started early as that booking properties. Yeah. Um, you know, we even book stuff in December for the next year. So, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's kind of, you can almost, you can set the limit to where you want to go with it based yeah. on if, you know, you can get you can get the work done in that time frame and you have the people in place. To get that work done, you know, that's just, it's one of those, you, you can, obviously the business owner can make that decision based on where they want to grow yeah. and where they want to be, but you have such a tight time frame that you have to realize that, you know, if I'm going to try to do, you know, 50 installs in six weeks or 50 installs in four weeks, you have to realize if you're able to, you know, get that amount of work done in that time frame, but you know, you know, for us, it's it's kind of one of those things. We get a lot of referrals. We get a lot of, uh, you know, online leads and things like that. So um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, uh, sorry, I was looking at something. No, no, you're good. But anyway, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those, I would say more one of those things that, you have to know where you want to go with the business also. And yep, yep. You know, if you wanna if you wanna grow it to, you know, wherever you wanna grow it to, you just you have to set that point and just say, Hey, I wanna do this and this is what I'm gonna go with. Um, what is your average uh, house you think cost? Like just the average? Uh, so I would say, you know, average is probably gonna be I mean, they vary. So our pricing it's going to vary anywhere from you know five hundred bucks to five thousand bucks. Yeah, it's just yeah. Going to depend on depend on the house. So how do you, so I guess gonna, my better question for you, a better answer you can answer is how do you do your pricing? Do you price by the foot? Um, how do you do that? So so we price yeah so we price everything by the foot, um, and then based on you know like I said we still have you know some incandescent properties that we still do but most all of them are led but yeah we just price it based on the we just price on the linear foot of it so if we're you know if a house is going to be you know let's say a house is going to a basic house is going to take 60 feet uh 60 linear feet you know we've just kind of figured out kind of a formula for ourselves and just you know we're charging you know whatever we're charging per foot. So if we were, you know, and I'm just I'm just throwing numbers. Yeah, here, yeah. You know, right now, but if if we were going to charge five dollars a foot, yeah, you know that would in, that would include, you know, the strand, the bulb, the clip, and you know everything for that per foot would already be kind of into that price, and we would just say, okay, five times sixty, that's going to be what that is, and then if we have to have any kind of you know miscellaneous, such as if they want us to set up a timer for them, if they want us to you know, do anything special, you know, anything like that. Cause we even had requests for like regular timers or Wi-Fi timers and things like that. So it's, yeah. kinda, you know, we kind of, we kind of break our pricing into that method. And does that you include, know, that does that include but, setup yeah. and takedown as well? So that, 
Correct. So, yep. So we go ahead and put up, we don't price separately. I mean, like if we're going to price, if it, if it was five bucks, then, you know, we would go ahead and price that and that would include installation and removal. Yeah. And then we would just give them, we would just give them a set price. And yep. we would say, you know, if this is, if this house looks like it's going to be, you know, an $800 job, then it's $800 job. That includes your materials, that includes your installation, that includes your removal. Yep. And we've kind of put, you know, storage into that as well, which, you know, like I said, we store, you know, store all that stuff yeah. um, for the customer to the next year. So it's kind of, it's kind of all broken into one thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's really cool. Where, uh, I mean, where can everybody find you if they wanted to connect with you, maybe ask you a few questions? Do you have any type of social media they can reach out to you at? Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you want to reach out to me, um, I mean, most of the time I'm probably gonna, you know, you, I'm, most of my time is at, you know, with Alabama light. So, I mean, if it's something that someone needs to reach out and then talk to me, you know, that would probably be best contact to contact us there and you can, you know, find me and reach out to me there. Um, and you're, are you on Instagram but, uh, and stuff? Yep, yep. I'm on uh, yep, I'm on Instagram or Facebook also. Cool. They, you know, you want to send me a message or whatnot, you know, I don't I don't check it as much as I should on some of those things, but it's you know, it's one of those things that I'll I'll I will get back to it or eventually get on. Yeah, you, so you got back to me pretty fast, so i yeah, I think you did a pretty yeah. good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to reach out, you know, or you know, you can refer anybody, I'm I'm always up for, you know, business discussion on those things and, and helping you know young entrepreneurs and i wouldn't really say like you know young but i'm just saying like yeah just guys guess getting young, started yeah guys getting started you know really i mean they don't have to be you know really young i mean they could you know it doesn't matter to me whoever's getting started in this or feels like they want to go in this direction whether they're going whatever business they are you know i'm I've been through some of the things and seen like ups and downs and where you can go with it and still have ups and downs because every business isn't perfect with stuff. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things you have to work towards, but I'm glad to give anybody advice or, you know, if you got questions and I can answer them, you know, I'd be glad to do that. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been an honor getting to come on and talk to you and, like I said, spending some time with you here. One final question for you that I try to ask all of our guests here on the show. Um, it's pretty simple, but it can be complex, and it's just, what is your why? What, what is what again? What is your why? Like, what is your why for business, for what you do? Sorry, the phone, the phone, the phone was... Oh, no, you're good. You're good. What is your why? Can you hear... Is it, did it go through that time? <laughs> What like what is your why for why you do what you do in your company? Oh well, okay, well, okay, I, I I got you now. So, um, yeah, I, I was cutting out, I couldn't hear. So yeah, no, you're good. Uh, so what? So what is the what is the reason I do what I do? Correct. Yes. Okay, I got you. Yep. I, I don't know. I was going, I must have been going through a battery. I know we're both traveling. Yeah, we're both time. we're both <laughs> traveling. So it yeah. it there's no telling what we're what we're going through dead spots and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the main reasons I do what I do is, you know, or that I, I enjoy, you know, build, building a business or, you know, helping other people to get to where they want to go with that or even, you know, telling them what, what the ups and the downs of a business would be is, you know, really because I just, you know, I like helping people. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I enjoy helping people. I enjoy, you know, serving customers. Um, you know, making people see a finished result. So I like seeing, you know, like the beginning and then the end result, especially when it comes to lighting. 
you know, it's just like, you know, you got two different aspects of it. But um, I would say that's probably my number one thing is just being able to help other people, whether it's by servicing them with this, you know, specific service, you know, things in service industry, or, you know, if it's just being able to help other people and show them the things that helped me or didn't help me getting to the points that I am at the different points. So I feel like those are probably the, you know, the things that I would say are the more, the most reason why, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's really good. Well, like you said, thank you so much for joining us today and spending some time with us. Um, I think everybody's going to, everybody's going to take some value from this. Uh, if you did enjoy the show oh, today, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. If everybody enjoyed the show, if you did, would you leave us a five-star rating and review because those help us and boost us out there to a bigger community so we can continue to go to the community one relationship at a time. But without any further ado, I think that is going to wrap this episode up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.